Danny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. And we mean now. Right now. Lead Lap Radio starts now. Welcome, everybody. We're happy to have you aboard for another couple of hours of Motorsports Conversation here on Race Chaser Radio. We are live on the Performance Motorsports Network. That is uh, the PMN radio app. If you'd like to uh, mobilize yourself, just uh, doesn't matter if you have um, Apple or Android, whatever, just uh, go to your device's app store, download the PMN radio app and listen to us that way. Or of course, uh, we've got the link to the PMN player also on our race chaser media, Facebook page. And my guest Cody Connor was wise enough because he's good at this social media thing to actually share the post. So <laughs> go to Cody Connor's page and it's K-O-D-I-E, by the way, C-O-N-N-E-R-C. I'll help you. Um, go to his Facebook page, give him a like or a follow, whatever you do on Facebook, and um, you can get the information on the show that way. But anyway, hello, I'm Tom Baker and... Uh, we are having fun already here in the studio tonight. We've had a good time chatting pre-show. James Mellick operating all of the major components to keep us both on the radio and also on WSIC-TV in Charlotte, North Carolina. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, it's, it's a dirty job, but uh, somebody's got to do it. James, of course, uh, plows his trade uh, at uh, Levine Family Racing during the week in the shop there and uh he is a teardown specialist yes, i think we need to change the title to technician because that seems to always make be a promotion and it gets you a raise what do you think i'm all about it all right so there you go so mr levine he is now a teardown technician please give him more money Carolina School of Broadcasting. Yes. Great place to go to school. Yes. Very much. Yes. We enjoy CSB, and uh, we've been fortunate enough to have several of their producers on and off over the years, and we uh, we really enjoy working with uh, the school. So, with that being said, we begin to chat a little bit about racing. Of course, we've we've got to, the other thing that we gained when we came here to the WSIC studios is we've got a call in line. I'm going to give you the call in number a little later. So if you if you want to call in and talk to us, you certainly can. We'll give you that number later on. But right now we're going to talk to Cody a little bit. We've got um, we've actually got some. Uh, another guest coming up in the second hour, Grant Thompson, going to join us in Mobile, Alabama. Grant is a uh, really, really good young racer uh, who just recently had the chance to attend a special camp for young racers that was put on at Madeira Speedway in California. Mm -hmm. um, so he's going to talk about that. He he actually was awarded a pretty cool prize uh, for his performance at that camp. So Grant will join us. And uh, obviously we're... We're trying to be upbeat here. We will talk about Mike Stefanik uh, before the end of the show. We we are just, um, that one struck me very hard because he's a Northeast racer. And um, like so many others, um, it seemed like Ted Christopher, um, Richie Evans long before him. But, um, you know, these are drivers all from the modified division that seemed like uh, just gone too soon. And the last two, Teddy and Mike, in plane crashes, um, 
boy. So um, we're going to talk about Mike a little bit later on, and we'll open up the phone lines for any of you that might want to share your thoughts about Mike Stefanik as well. But right now we're going to chat about Cody Connor with Cody Connor. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Tom. How are you? <laughs> Doing great, man. It's uh, it's good to have you back. Um, Thank you. You've been spending most of your time this year with the new PRA Super Late Model Series, um, which really is sort of a resuscitation, you might say, or a passing of the torch. When the Pass South Series said goodbye, the PRA Super Late Model Tour said hello. And uh, Renee Hackett... Um, has several divisions that she runs under the PRA banner. What's this season been like for you? We haven't chatted in a bit. Uh, so far this season, it's been pretty good, Tom. Uh, been running the Cars Tour Series pretty much full-time. and um, Oh, you have? Okay, yeah. so you haven't missed too many of those. Yeah. Okay. Um, you were at the ones I was at, but... A lot of the far away races we we haven't really been doing. Okay. Um, we had planned on going to New Smyrna. Uh, New Smyrna was a a plan a race that we were gonna do and uh yep in october uh but as of right now we're not too sure if we're gonna go to it uh however pra tour i feel that's gonna be a good series coming up here soon uh within next next two next two years i feel it's really gonna start picking up i agree with uh the amount of racing that goes on in in a day i feel the fans are really gonna get intrigued by that and i feel like it's really gonna start picking up uh however a lot of the PRA races have been getting rained out. The The weather this year has been pretty crazy. It's been <laughs> nuts. I mean, yeah. we've had so much rain in this area uh, this year compared to usual. And it Man. seems like the the weekends have been particularly hit hard here. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's muggy out all the yeah. time. And it's, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. a hot summer. Hate to complain though, because I'm yes. from Oswego, New York. I hate the cold. That's why I'm down here. I trust me. I hear you there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I do not do well with cold weather. Yeah. I'd rather be hot and cold. Me too. Yeah, if I had a choice, I agree. I concur. Um, but uh, you've you've had a pretty good season so mm -hmm. far. You you're leading the points now. That's right. In the PRA, right? Um, and I watched you run Saturday night. I was at uh, Orange County, one of my favorite tracks in North Carolina. I love that place. Um, and a really interesting race in your division between Brandon Setzer and eventual winner Matt Craig, who ran the first 20 laps like it was the last 20. <laughs> um, and, you know, you were kind of sitting back there third, fourth, fifth, just biding your time. And I thought yeah. you had the perfect strategy for the race. Um, and then with how many laps to go, it seemed like it was just a handful or so. Doggone shoe went bad on you. That's right. A uh, flat tire. I know. It, 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 third. it upset me. I mean, I bet. we were running third. I, I mean, we, my dad and I, we were talking there at the very beginning of the race before it started. And we figured we'll, we'll lay back and hopefully the odds will be in our favor and we'll get a caution there at yeah. the end. Um, I had a, I had a pretty good feeling that uh, Mr. Matt Craig is was going to drive away. He's been really strong this season. Uh, Brandon Setzer, he's really strong everywhere he goes. Um, but Matt Craig, I mean, he's consistent every single lap. Yeah. And he's he's got it going on for sure. He's got something figured out. I was surprised those two guys ran as hard as they did in the first 20 laps or so. I as well. It's kind of like it's this is a great race to watch, but you know, you're thinking as someone who kind of knows how the deal works. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have any stuff left at the end if they keep this up. It's 125 laps. Very and, true. you know, you, it was almost as if 
Brandon, and I didn't get to talk to him after, but in my mind, I was wondering if maybe he was trying to push Matt a little bit, hoping he could burn Matt's stuff up before his did and then you know have something at the end but it kind of worked the opposite i felt like yeah. brandon just completely lost his speed um he was and they lapped up to third place i mean you were the only one in the lead lap when you had the flat tire besides the yeah, leaders that's right i mean amazing matt was definitely knocking on my back door um him and sets are right from the get-go they just pulled away but i I had it in my mind they were going to race each other real hard, beat and bang, and I'd be able to just weasel my way up through. And I thought they might wreck. Yeah. Honestly, I, I just yeah. felt like they were running hard enough that, you know. But it was like Brandon would push him and get under him, and he did, and he, you know, they swapped a couple times. But, you know, then after a while, he just started to fade back, and he nev- it was like yeah. he never had anything again to, to match. Matt did a good job. That's a... You know, I, I would love to see more cars running the PRA because I think, you know, I think Renee does a good job with that. I, I know it isn't the big paying series that cars necessarily is, but it also isn't as costly to run That's right. as cars is. You know, right. um, if it sort of somewhat follows the past model or at least the concept of mm-hmm. more economical. But well, uh, the, the real cool thing is, I mean, this is PRA's se- season de- debut. So... I like how the modifies are running right with the super late models, yeah. and there are there are more divisions. I mean, I myself I have raced a modified in the past, and I absolutely love it. And I feel this is an opportunity for me to do a double another double duty. I think it would be great to see you back in the hillbilly car. <laughs> I mean, I I'm a big James Savali fan because James always, you know, I like a driver who's always a hundred percent, and yeah. you know. James always gives you 100%. He's always on the hammer. If the car's got it, he'll find it. Um, you. you know, he drives hard. But I I, I love seeing uh, Spencer Davis ran the car a bunch uh, a couple, three years ago. And I love seeing Spencer get his shot. Daniel Hemrick for a while had it before Spencer. Um, that helped kind of propel him mm-hmm. a little bit. And then you've had some opportunities in it. Um, you've talked to me about this before, but we've got a lot of new people in the audience now. So talk about in about a minute or so, compare the modified to the late model, the sensation of driving. Well, I tell you, surprisingly, not having any fenders, it's it's pretty close to having fenders, but it's a whole different ball game. I mean, I'll tell you, it's it's still a lot of fun. I mean, the super late model is a handful to drive, yeah. and the modified, I've got a little bit more tire. In my mind, right. I'm thinking, oh, I'm hammered down wide open lap after lap. But surprisingly enough, that right rear, it'll burn off a little bit quicker than that super late model. And um, just, I tell you what, it feels like I'm just tubing on the lake in a modified. I mean, just all the air that's coming to me, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's cool. It's a cool drive. But, I mean, you definitely have your hands full lap after lap just trying to wheel that thing. Um, Super late model, I mean, the races are a little bit longer than a a typical modified race. uh, cars tour is 150 laps. PRA tour is uh, 125, and um, it's it's definitely a handful with both. But I particularly like driving a super late model, but a modified is for sure a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think again, like you said, the modified's deceiving. I think I think Spencer Davis had an issue with that a few times when he was in the car. You know, he always wanted to go really hard earlier in the race. <laughs> it was just like all of a sudden the tires are gone. You yeah, know? can't burn the right rear off. Same as a super modified. You think because it's bigger and wider, you got more tire, you could be harder on it. But in reality, it's a softer compound. Mm-hmm. You still got to apply the same 
uh, conservative theory and manage your car and your tires throughout the race. Okay, we're going to step aside. Of course, Lead Lap Radio presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. We're going to have more with Cody Connor on the other side of the break. And we've got Grant Thompson coming up later. Be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. He's right, you know. You are listening to Race Chaser Radio. You could be watching it if you're in Charlotte. You're, uh, you've got WSIC TV 25.2 on. You're actually watching Race Chaser Radio. We're here in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina, 
doing a radio show. You get to watch it on TV. Lucky you. You get to look at all of us. Um, we're not that impressive, are we? Um, Cody's impressive. Cody is a really <laughs> good young racer, and we're happy to have Cody Connor with us. We've got James Mellick operating the big board. My name is Tom Baker, and this show is presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com, and you should. If, you get, if you're a driver or a team member, you need, whether it's a driver's suit, you need underwear, you need a helmet, you need gloves, belts, shoes, whatever you need, they've got it. And they've also got radios, too. They have got some extraordinary radios over there. So um, HMS Motorsport, two locations, one in uh, Mooresville, North Carolina, the other in Danville, Connecticut, and we're really happy to have them on board once again this year as part of our family. Cody, we've been talking with you about superweight models. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned the word modified, which is always big in my book because I'm a huge modified fan. And um, what is, is there a plan for you? Are you? Is there anything on the schedule for you to run another modified tour race this year with PRA, possibly? I, Tom, I tell you, I, I definitely, all I want to do is race, and a modified is something that I definitely want to be in. It's, it is a lot of fun. Um, in, in my near future, I really would like to run another modified race. Uh, I talked to a couple guys to try and get something going for us. Um, so I'm hoping to do one at least by the end of this season. Good. If not, then early next season, Cody Brown will be in a modified. But you're focused on the weight models. Yes, that's, that's right. You've yeah. been running PRA. You've been r running Cars Tour. Talk about how you've done in the Cars Tour because there, I mean, it's not that there's no competition PRA. There absolutely is. But the Cars Tour is just stacked. That's right. Cars Tour, since it first opened up, Cars Tour has been packed. And there's definitely a lot of good competitors. I mean, our last race in the Cars Tour was uh, Orange County. And there was definitely some heavy hitters there. Stephen Wallace, um, Stephen Nassi, Craig Setzer. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of You've good got guys the going cars there. Cars. That's right. With, you know, with uh, I mean, Sam Mayer actually ran. I don't mm -hmm. think that was a cars race though. I think it was just a regular hickory race that he ran for him this year. But um, you know, you, you've you've got the big guy in the '88. Yeah. who always does a, a good job. And uh, they've got Adam Lemke this year from California, who's really improved a, a whole bunch from the beginning of the year, driving the, the second car, the 98. And uh, he and Josh Berry have been good teammates. I didn't get to see that at all. I'm just curious. Did any of the Nielsen cars show up to that deal? Nielsen Auto Cars? The, those guys run... Um, they, they do a lot with the Cars Tour, um, they don't run PRA. Mm -hmm. They run mostly the cars tour and then bigger, bigger shows. They're late model stocks. Cody's in the super late model division, but yeah. Um, but so are the junior cars, but you've got, I mean, in terms of just the cars tour in general, you've, I mean, everybody who's anybody basically almost in the, in the mid Atlantic Southeast area is running that deal, whether you're running a stock or a super, and, you know, you've between Nassie and Wallace and, I mean, just so many, Bubba Pollard. That's right. You know, the, the amount of competition in that series is incredible. And the racing is just, I mean, it is phenomenal. Um, you've, you've really proven that you can run with those guys with a much lower budget. Thank you. Yeah, uh, for sure. And also, too, Tom, I'll tell you, I feel, as a driver, I feel like the race pace the past couple races have really picked up. Yeah, uh, I agree. 
I really noticed it at Hickory, Bubba Pollard leading the field, and I was setting cruise control, but my cruise control was pumped up a little bit. And Well, you kind of have to, right? Nice. That's what's hard is that I would think that even Saturday night, you it, it took some patience, I'm sure, for you to, oh, yeah. to say, look, I I don't want to get in this mess right now. I don't need to battle for the lead on lap 10 because if I lead lap 12, who cares? Exactly. There's no lap money. I want to be around at the end. Sometimes, I would say most of the time, that's mm-hmm. a great strategy. It just didn't quite work out for you Saturday night, but I don't know how much different it would have been if you'd tried to run hard in the beginning anyway. You yeah, know, you were true. at least in line for third at the end, the way you ran it. If you'd run it in the beginning, maybe you would have fallen back further to begin with because your stuff would have been burned up. That's very true, and it's it's hard to tell because I did get a flat tire with five laps to go. It, yeah. it was really flat with three laps to go, and um, I I feel if I could have ran with the guys and ran hard the whole race, I you perhaps a caution. could not have gotten a flat tire. You caution with about 12 to yeah. somewhere 12, 15, 20 laps to go would have helped you a bunch. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, if you had had the flat tire, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I for suppose. sure. But, for sure. you know, it's just one of those deals that's part of racing, right? But mm-hmm. it was a good run nonetheless. You kept the car clean, and that's that's, that's what you got to do. All that matters. Yeah, you thank know? you. Yeah, you definitely, um, you know, it's really been an interesting career for you. For those in our audience who may not be familiar with you, um, you started in quarter midgets. That's right. right? Talk yeah. a little bit about the uh, early part of your what got uh, you. You're kind of familyed into the sport, right? You're yes. a is uh, third, generation? third generation. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. grandfather was Jerry, mm-hmm. and then your dad, and then you. Um, and um, I suppose you were basically. It was almost as if it was destiny for you. I kind of yeah. feel that's how it was for me too, because my parents' first date was at the racetrack, but okay, with um, <laughs> slightly different angle on that. Um, but um, it was almost destiny for you. When you were younger, I mean, did you really want to drive from the time you kind of were aware enough to to know that you might want to drive before you even got in the quarter midget? <laughs> At first, of, of course. Um, my dad always told me stories. It was my grandfather, my father, and my uncle. They were the three students. Okay, you had an uncle too. Yeah. Okay. Yep. They were they were racing up in uh, New Jersey at Wall Stadium, New Egypt Speedway, Flemington. And um, my dad would always tell me stories about whenever he was racing and staying up. You know, you'd beat and bang on the racetrack and then you're out drinking in the parking lot afterwards, yeah. having a good time, you know. It's the way and it used to be. Used to be, very true. Now everybody's packing <laughs> up and leaving. Yeah. Um, but it's a shame, really. I, or they're just <laughs> mad at each other. You yes. Know, or fighting. Every every little thing is, is very very particular nowadays. Yeah. Um but with my 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 dad starting starting his racing career at age eighteen, he had done it for a while, and uh, my dad had moved down in '98 to North Carolina, and he was with some some racing teams. And uh, when I had turned uh, four years old, we we spoke about racing, and with my dad, racing was everything he knew, all he knew, and um, I decided it's something that I'd like to try. And age four and a half, you know. That's that's pretty cool to say I'm a race car driver. Yeah. And so I tried it out, and it's something that I felt I was good at if I had practice. And I practiced more and more and more, and it's something that I, I really found an interest in. And um, without without my father, I wouldn't be where I am today. I mean, uh, he's he's definitely helped me with everything um, I've, I've had, um, setting up the car. And um, my brother, he actually raced with me when we first got – got going and he he got into an accident and he decided not to do it no more but i i tell you what 
I, I kind of cheated the system a little bit when I was racing Bandoleros. <laughs> See, my brother was old enough, so he would go out and uh, he'd race the car, but guess who was practicing it? Yeah. yeah this guy. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's... There's there's the old legend of the tiger stripes. That's right. And the uh, the mohawk that you used <laughs> to have. That's when I met you first. Was when you were in the bando. Yeah. And you know you you did a, a great job all the way through. Um, it had to be fun because there's and and I'm sure maybe a little frustrating, but mm -hmm. nonetheless, there's some drivers that you raced with who are now you know have gone on and and been quite successful in the upper levels. Um, and I know that, you know, you you haven't necessarily had the resources, mm -hmm. but Very true. the big key is to put yourself in position to win where you're at. Mm -hmm. And you've certainly done a great job of that. And you've got a nice big ring on your finger there on the right hand. You can hold it up for the camera. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's a uh, that's that's a big championship ring there from the oh, yeah. um, pro late model championship that you won with the uh, the Pass South Tour. Um, yep. That must have been very special for you to 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 go and be able to pull that off. For sure, and uh, I had started racing pro late models when I was uh, twelve years old, and I started practicing a full size car at the age of eleven. And good thing with the Pro All Star Series was I was able to race a full-size car at age 12 and it it was for sure a big help for me and my first car was a was a 1990 and i ended up putting it in the fence because master cylinder went bad my very first race I oh had, gosh no brakes yep left front parts on the right front and ended up finishing <laughs> finished uh started 13th and finished sixth at myrtle beach and since then full-size racing was what i wanted to do and um it's <laughs> the it's, crash didn't scare you out of it oh no it, it actually fueled me because i realized i wasn't getting hurt and i was going a lot ah, faster well. so i know that i can't get hurt then well. all i gotta do is just keep digging go faster it's you you learn as you get older i i i would <laughs> hope you've learned that there is a point um and you need to respect it a little enough to you know it's not that you can't get hurt but certainly there's a much less of a chance yes, right very true yeah. Um, I mean that that must have been quite a quite an experience. Hey Dad, I'm in a big car. Oh crap! <laughs> I got no brakes. Wow. I mean yeah. that's uh, that's that's cruel and unusual punishment for your first race. But oh, at least yeah. you got it out of the way. So I'll ask you real quick: the master cylinder went out. Was it the front or the rear? Did you loop it, or just how did how did it go out? It just. Um, I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I went to go press the brakes. I had no brakes, and it just. <laughs> It just slid right up in the wall, right in the right front. So you knew something was going on. Yes. You lost fronts and had nothing but rear and then just looped it back in there. And yeah, I had nothing. Nothing? Nothing. It was just action-packed, full, head-on, wide open into the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Let's test the seat belts right away. <laughs> Make sure we're snug in the seat. Well, going back to quarter midgets, uh, there was a time we were up in Georgia, and it was my first big time whenever we... Uh, we're racing, and there's faster cars with the slower cars, and uh, I got pinned up against the wall, and I flipped end over end. Oh man! And that's whenever I started winning races. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. F I, there's a natural follow up to that. We'll be right back, and I'll ask it. 
Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Lero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Well, speaking of drivers that uh, Cody Connors raced with over the years, I think you were in that class, weren't you? With uh, Were you in that class with Dayton and Reed Wilson and Holloman and all them? Or were you a little too young in the band, in that group? back then see i i had i guess reed's about four or five years older than you so yeah. i guess yeah you were a little behind them oh i had the opportunity to race with mr john john holloman at a uh, charlotte motor speedway when they had run the beginner bandits with the bandits oh wow and i i will i'll be honest with you john holloman was my inspiration for driving a loose race car in the bandolero division he could sure do that yes yeah, yeah, john's a great great kid he's a great racer um you know part one of the best at bowman gray you know look there's a certain style and a certain persona and a certain mm-hmm. you're almost playing a role there 
Um, it's it. You basically become a character, and I think John does it very well because he's got people that hate him and people that love him, and that's what you're supposed to do at Bowman Gray. It's like going to a WWE live event every week. For sure, I agree. I just want to ask you one question. You said you got to race with him. Was that on the um, quarter mile up front, or was that during the winter heat there on the road course? That was up front onto the big track and, and pit, pit road. Yeah, the quarter mile. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure because I know that sometimes they try to put those series together in the heats there during the winter when they run that road course. Yeah, because they don't have enough cars. Well, they don't run the road course anymore. Well, I guess they do still. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know if they are this year because they were redoing it. So mm-hmm. I think they're running them all on the fifth mile out back now this year, Instead the winter heat. Yeah. The heat. Yeah, which is an interesting track too. It just, that track's a nice track, but it only goes so long and then it start, it gets dips. So you do this, you know, like every other, you know, it's because, I mean, the whole thing's built on a landfill. Yes. So it's kind of one of those. It's tough. They keep redoing it and it's good for, you know, two, three years, whatever. And then it, it starts to, to to dip up again and then you got to go and redo it again. But I, I love seeing racing back there. I think it's a cool place. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, going into turn three, it's almost like you're jumping. You jump and you set the car right for the corner in midair, basically. It's it's pretty nice. It's definitely a driver's track. Would you say it's something like a Dover, maybe? I haven't seen them race back there in a while. So would you say that going into three when it sets, it's kind of like a Dover? Because that's what they do. They do a little bit, set. yeah, in a way. I suppose you could compare it to that. Same but you concept. really don't necessarily want that in a Bandolero or a Legends car. No, you like know, you it's one of, those, one of those things where, you know, NASCAR guys are pros and, you know, you'd you put up with whatever, but um, not so much in the in the kids' racing. You kind of want it to be a little bit uh, smoother. But um, definitely some good racing. If you should happen to want to call in, you can. I'm going to just throw the phone number out there. If you want to call and talk to us, feel free to do that. The Strutmasters.com hotline is 704-873-1400-704-873-704-873-1400. You know, you get shows, people like to call and chat, and then some shows nobody wants to call and talk to you. just want to listen, and that's okay. Depends on the audience. Um, And we're happy either way, but we enjoy talking to folks. So if you want to call in and chat with Cody or chat with myself about something, feel free to do that. Again, keep it family friendly. This is a family friendly show. Um, Cody, you've uh, you've obviously come through a number of lower divisions and up into the, the pro late models and you went out and you won the championship. Um, then you get to go and run your super late model. How much different is the pro late model from the super late model? Pro late model and a super late model are pretty much the same car. It both straight rails, and uh, the main difference is the horsepower of what a super late model has. I mean, uh, a pro late model is a little kitten, and super late model that's a that's a tiger. <laughs> that's where a tiger comes in. <laughs> but uh, so, it's definitely so pro. So, super late model drivers are what pro late model drivers want to be when they grow up. I yes, guess. is that right? Um, yeah. Or at least the cars, anyhow. Um, well, you've 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 done quite well, obviously you. for for your age. Um, And one of the things I've always been impressed by with you the most is that you actually do all of your own marketing. Mm -hmm. Go out, get the sponsors, go to PRI, talk to people. Um, I guess I'll explain performance racing industry trade show for those of you who don't know. Um, Happens in December every year in Indianapolis. And anybody who's anybody in the motorsports industry either goes there and walks around and shakes hands um it's kind of like speed dating you know you don't get too long with any one person because everybody in the booth has twenty thousand people around and want their time so you know um but you've you've been very successful particularly 
with product sponsorships mm-hmm. out there. Talk a little bit about what it's been like for you having to kind of do it on your own and what has it taught you? Well, being able to do everything on my own has definitely taught me a lot. Uh, I had started cleaning my own race car when I was about five years old, cleaning my quarter midget. There you go. And way I to go, about, Dad. That's a way to learn. Good job. And once I got to about eight, I decided it was time to start wrenching. And I learned what kind of what everything does. And um, I'm at the point now where I can strip a car down and I can rebuild it again. And as a driver, I feel that. A late model, you mean? Yes. Okay. A late model. And I yep. feel as a driver, that really helps me out. Sure does. And as I, as I learn more, uh, it helps with being able to make a quicker adjustment. But right, right where I'm at, I'm learning what everybody else is, has already learned. So as I'm learning, they're learning something new. So I'm hoping to be able to get to a point where I understand and I'm going to pass where their learning is. And I'm going to be a step ahead of them instead of being a step behind. That's yeah, and that's exactly. that's my mission. And um, I work I work day and night on my car, and then I do the best I can at trying to promote my marketing partners because without them, I wouldn't be able to continue doing what I'm doing. And I I do everything myself along with my father's help, and it's it is it is very hard. But um, for instance, this past weekend, uh, I had a fan. Her name is Faith, and she's she's i believe she was five and her excitement she says go cody connor you can do it and you know that's to me that's pretty amazing cool, that that is it makes my but it's also a responsibility yes. right because you got to act right that's very true you know, I, I think sometimes racers forget i mean everybody wants to blame it on well it's an emotional sport and everybody's <laughs> all pumped up when they get out of the race car well, yes. yeah i get it but here again, you know, you look up in the grandstand, mm-hmm. and then, then the next thing they say is, well, we're not supposed to be role models. Yeah, you kind of are. are. I mean, that's, in my opinion, you kind of are. That's I mean, I understand being mad at somebody, and you, you go talk to them. I don't understand, you know, knockdown, drag out fights. I just think mm-hmm. fighting in general is stupid. Yeah. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't prove anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's, it's just... For you to have that connection mm-hmm. with someone so young, you're their hero. You know, you're that person's hero. And so whenever you can accomplish something good, you know, you've, you're happy and they're happy yes. at the end of the night. You know, and obviously if you don't do well, they're disappointed too. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. to me, I've always said, people ask me all the time, how can you watch cars go in a circle? Mm-mm. That's how. Because you, you, I know the drivers. When you get mm-hmm. to know the drivers and they become your friends, you want them to go in faster circles than the ones that aren't your friends. Yeah, that's kind of how the game works, and that's what and it's a, it becomes addicting and it becomes a lifestyle. Very true. And I'm sure as a driver, there's an element of you know, yeah, you, yeah. Why do you, how can you drive race cars? Well, because I want to go in a faster circle than the other. People I'm racing with. I should stop saying other guys because there's a lot of yes. <laughs> really good female racers, too. Very We're going to have one of them in the studio on Thursday. Molly Helmuth is coming yeah, in. Awesome. We're looking forward to having Molly on uh, our Motorsports Banner show on Thursday. So um, talk a little bit about when, when because you do meet and greets really well. Mm-hmm. And, and you have a lot of fun with it. I, I, I can remember a couple of years ago, I forgot where we were. But you grabbed a photographer's camera and you were taking a selfie with a yes. photographer's camera. So me being me, I couldn't resist taking a picture 
of him taking a picture of himself with somebody else's camera. So I, I put the camera up, shot the picture, and you put it on your social media. Thank you. That was pretty cool. I just thought it was, but you, you are very, you have a great sense of humor, and you have Thank a you. great time when you're at the racetrack. Oh, yeah. Racing, racing is what I've loved since I was, before I can remember, if I'm being honest with you, four, four years old. I mean, I've always had a passion for racing, and I, like I said before, I work day and night, and I, each time I step foot in the shop, I love it even more. And I'm at the point now where um, I've done pretty much the best I can do, but I can still do a whole lot better. And I'm just going to keep progressing. And it, it does take time, but time right now is my friend. I've got a lot yeah. of time to learn. And once I figure out what I need to figure out, we're going to be winning You're races. You're still 18. you got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Got plenty of time. Um, you know, and you, you do a really, like I said, it's an interesting dynamic to watch you um, at the track. Because I know once you get in the race car, you're all business. But it's good to see someone your age who has so much fun and is so passionate. I want to know, besides your family, mm-hmm. who, are you, who do you look up to in terms of drivers in the sport? I See, I was pretty pretty privileged when I was a little bit younger. I had the opportunity to hang out with Daniel Hemrick. And Daniel Hemrick has always been a mentor to me. Uh, whenever I was in uh, Banaleros, I'd ask Dan- Daniel Hemrick for help. Moved up into late models. Daniel Hemrick was, was my go-to guy. He, he's been there for me. And uh, just he's a driver that has made it with, with no money but backing him up. And I'm a driver where I don't come from a lot of money, and I want to succeed. I want to live my dream, and I'm always dreaming. So I've got more places to go, and uh, it it does take it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work. You're both from Kannapolis. Very true. Okay, and Daniel started the same way you started. Yes. In fact, I would dare say Daniel had less resources than you when he started. Look where he is now. Yep. Okay, hard work pays off. It does. Back with more in a moment. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. 
Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Justin Hammond, love California kid with a big future in front of him. He's uh, spending most of his summer running for Keith Coons in the uh, midgets. And uh, Jesse is rapidly putting himself in position to win his first national midget race. And I think that's going to happen really soon. Welcome back to lead lap on the performance motorsports network or on WSIC TV 25.2 in Charlotte. If you happen to be in the area, we are coming to you live from Statesville, North Carolina, the WSIC studios. And uh, my name is Tom Baker, Cody Connor next to me. We've been talking with Cody about his burgeoning career and uh, James Mellick behind the board, doing all the big time production stuff. You can't see him, but uh, you can tell he's on the job because I screwed up and took us to break almost a full minute early and he got it done. Really proud of James. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Maybe one day I'll set a camera up facing this direction so they can put a, a face. with. The yeah, we the call him red so. for good reason. So does everybody else. Um, and we're, we've been talking with Cody about uh, his career, but I'm curious. We we talked about drivers that you kind of look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of times on Sundays you're busy working on your own car, so you don't get to see a lot of NASCAR. But um, is there anyone currently in NASCAR Cup other than Hemrick? Now, and I should point out too, you're both from Kannapolis. Very true. You and Daniel. Mm-hmm. So both, uh, and you were you were born there, right? Was you born in Kannapolis? Yep. Okay, so yeah, your dad was already down here. Um, so you were born in Kannapolis. So both of you, Kannapolis born and bred. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really feel like, I mean, everybody, Kannapolis, obviously home of, you know, the Earnhardts, and um, that's what it's most known for. But, um, you know, now there, you've got two young drivers and Daniel and yourself. And, and again, as I mentioned before the break, Daniel able to just basically perform and perform and perform. And you talk to enough people and you find that one right person 
that comes along that gives you that boost, that initial boost mm-hmm. that you need. Um, and that's what Daniel was able to do. And that really launched his career up into the big time. And he's been able to, again, once he got there, you know, he got the kick in the pants he needed and then got there um, and perf- and has kept himself there, oh, made yeah. it to cup, yeah, he's you know? Sure and his ground. so, you know, you've, uh, you've got a great mentor there because Daniel is a class act all the way. That kid is, I've known him since the earliest days, him and Bandos and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, he came from, you know, very modest means to say the least. Um, Mike Woods and, and, and some other folks have helped him along the way to mm-hmm. propel him up the ladder to get him where he is. So at your age, as you said, you've got time on your side and you, you still got the opportunity to find that, that one backer that you need to, to give you that push up. Mm-hmm. Something I think is pretty cool about Daniel, and I'm not sure a lot of people know, is that He's driving over at RCR now. Yeah, he is. But the um, car he ran in Legends was owned by Latiga. Timmy Latiga, yep. actually works at RCR. I think that's yeah. cool that he's actually mm-hmm. now um, back with the same people when it all started. Yeah, Timmy uh, Timmy bounced around a little bit. And he was at Hendrick for a while. And he's been kind of back and forth and, and, all, and, and all around. And I think, but that's typical for, for, for the, the crews, I think. The, if you're a tire changer, tire carrier, whatever you know position you have, I think it's kind of typical that over your career you work for several different teams, and mm-hmm. um, Timmy's always had a top-notch Legends car, and he's had a lot of drivers in the car that have kind of gone on. But I think Daniel is his his biggest success story. Um, so yeah, he's he's been very fortunate. Dan Snyder actually also who owned Legends cars for a while. I helped Danny early on in his development as an owner. Um, and Danny really that it was with Dan that uh Daniel won the Legends Million. Oh yeah. And so yeah, again it's people like that, you know, giving you opportunities and you've got a you you were I, I want to show this to everybody. This is a sponsor list. If you if you're going to come in here and do radio or you're going anywhere and do radio, that's what you do right there. Write a list. It's oh, yeah. not it doesn't make you less than whatever. It makes you smart because um, when when he goes to read his sponsor list, he won't forget anybody. That's right. I'm Unless you forgot out. to write them down. I'm helping out the people who's helping me out. Well, and you know, it's just most people come in and then they go, "Oh, I forgot." Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will tell you there was one show I did. I used to be on the air in Memphis, and there was one show I did. We had Ricky Stenhouse on long before NASCAR, um, and Ricky actually called me. Um, he did, he did an early couple segments in the show and then went home. He called and asked, could I, cause he forgot a sponsor. He called and said, can you put me back on so I can mention the sponsor we did. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's, you know, again, you, the, the lists are smart. Read your list, son. Who helps you out? Uh, a big thank you to Ameriprise Financial, Stephen Kidd, Accent Imaging, ProSource Fitness Equipment, CRC Industries, FK Rodens, Goodridge Racing, Will Chill, DJ Custom Communication, Purity and Grace, Pure Chocolate Energy, Through A Plumbing, Drive Shaft Shop, Cody Cuts, Salon Mowing, First Place Embroidery. Uh, a special thank you to my father for uh, 
basically giving me everything that I have. And, and your father's name is? Shannon Connor. There we go. Yes, he's he's been a big part of my life, and he's continuing to help me yeah, out. Yeah, he kind of, he he's half the reason you're here at yeah, all. Very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> um, and a big thank you to my spotter, uh, Gregory Brett Edwards, and my tire guy who just turned 16 this year, uh, Mr. Austin Deming. We call him Pooh Bear. Uh, he's he's a cuddly guy. Your tire guy just turned sixteen. He sure did. Wow! And and it's at the race. Does he have a rookie track. stripe? <laughs> <laughs> he needs one for sure. That is a very important job right there. It is. Are, I've been a tire guy. I used to do that. Yeah. It's you have to really work hard, and it's one of those jobs that a lot a lot of people want to do because you got to work so much. But it's probably the most important position yep. on a team, minus the crew chief and driver. I think. Oh yeah, yep. very true. I mean, Everybody's important because you all got a job to do. Yes. But the tire guy, yeah, I've done it. them tires, you got to sweet talk them before that race because you got to make <laughs> sure they're there at the end. Exactly. Yep, that's oh, for yeah. sure. Well, that's cool. You've got uh, you've got a lot of smaller sponsors. Not, I do. N- and, and that's a lot of times that's what it takes now, right? It takes yep. it takes a lot of smaller people helping in small ways, but very important ways. You know, somebody donating fuel, somebody donating mm-hmm you know, oil or whatever it is, you know, somebody buying tires for you, somebody, whatever the situation is, but it all adds up and gets it done. And you've, you've been able to maximize, I think. And again, you're almost, you're almost really in the car ownership role now. I, I, I own everything. Um, I've, I've worked pretty much my whole entire life on getting to the point to where I know exactly what to do for everything and I'm I'm a I'm proud to say that I am the owner of Cody Connor Racing. And for turning 18 years old in February, at the point where I am now, and I I can only get better. Well, I think you're going to get better for Thank sure. You. And it's uh it's definitely been fun to to talk with you about you. But before uh before we and you can stay as long as you want, we've got Grant Thompson coming up. Um, in our next segment, but uh, I want to talk some NASCAR. Um, and I know you didn't get to watch the races, mm-hmm. but you're certainly aware of what's going on. I would think with uh, the points chase and all of that. Is there a driver that you feel like is most in line for the championship this year in the Cup Series? Most in line, and in, in 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 my if you had a pick in my heart in my mind, I I want to see William Byron pull it off. I want to wow. see him make it. Um, I had the opportunity to work with William Byron. Um, I was a crew member, and in in my times of really really trying to learn and progress my learning uh, phase and and working on race cars, uh, whenever William Byron was racing late models with Jeff Foltz, I I uh, I had the pleasure of working with Willie, and um, that was an outstanding uh, learning experience. It was very helpful for me. And since then, getting to talk to old Willie, and he's he's a pretty good guy, and uh, I do look up to him as well, and I I do want to see him succeed. Yeah, he's a great guy. I had a chance. He to really is. A while back, back when he was running a Venturini Arca car, mm-hmm. I went to a couple Arca races and was working with some people, and had the luck to sit next to him on an airplane, and he's really down to earth, young man. Oh yeah, he is. Nice. Yeah, his parents raised him well. Oh yeah. You know he's he's always had the resources, but he's never acted like it, mm-hmm. and that's really. To me, that's what you look for. That's a character thing, and he's he's very he's a very humble kid. Um, I I think something happened. I missed 
whatever it was, but something, cause I was doing some things during the race on Sunday night and happened to be away from my television when something happened with William on a restart or something. And he got really mad and I think he cussed or something on the radio. And that's, you just never hear. Now I'm not sure he did, but it, it whatever he said was enough for social media to kind of go, I think he caught some people by surprise. You know, it's like here again, we all get a little hyper now and then and kind of, you know, and, and William is so down to earth. You just never, you know, um, so I don't know if he cussed, but he definitely was, he, he definitely responded to whatever this was in a way that, um, because I think it, it hurt his race. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and he is a driver that I feel like has, uh, the ability to get through. I think he get through two rounds if he, he, he needs now to, to make sure that he's on top of the next two shows. But if he can get into round two, I think he can get at least that far through that round into round three. And then it gets a little tougher. You got to oh, win yeah. at some point here. You know, this is where drivers like Ryan Newman, you know, Newman gets enough points to just sort of, you know, he, he's like the little kid that just grabs a hold of the mom's, you know, shirt or whatever, and is just hanging along, you know. Um, and it isn't that he hasn't earned it, but it, it's kind of, you can only point your way so far, I think in this particular playoff race. And I feel like you got to win. So hopefully I would love to see Willie, um, to me, a race like the Roval would yeah. be a place where I think William could, could sneak up and get a win. Oh, I, I, for sure. As a driver, I want to race that Roval. I want to see what that's all about. <laughs> well, I bet you do. Yeah. And, and it was a great show last year. And I think James, that as, as a mechanic, you know, the, the Roval is such a hard nut to figure out. Yeah. You, I mean, that's a tough job for a crew chief. You look at him and say, all right, we've got to set up for half of an oval and half of a road yeah. course. And you got to figure out that balance in the middle there to get the car to go fast and still be competitive to have yourself a shot to win the race or at least have a good points day if you're in uh, the chase there. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just a, that's a fun race, and it's a race that I think is because we've done it once, I feel like it's still almost neutral ground. So, and it's, it's going to be a game changer because mm -hmm. it comes at the end of a round. So obviously you want to, you want to perform the way that you need to. So we'll see what happens, but, uh, should be a, a very intriguing, uh, race in a couple of weeks at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And we'll be right back. We'll keep Cody. We'll gain Grant Thompson right around the turn. More of the show after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. 
I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Speaking of quarter midget drivers who make good, Tyler Ingram gets himself through to round two. Had a little help, though, in that from... Uh, Boy, Thorsport just, my goodness gracious, somebody dropped the castor oil sludge on those trucks the other day. Um, We'll talk about uh, the truck race a little bit later on in the program. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Also, by mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. We'll tell you more about my computer career later. Right now, we're going to the strutmasters.com guest line, and we're going to bring in Grant Thompson. Grant is from Mobile, Alabama, and Grant did a thing uh, a couple of weeks ago. He went out to California, and I'm going to let him kind of tell the story a little bit, but um, he was able to be a part of something that I think is really cool and something that I think we need more of for young racers. It was called the Junior Late Model Driver Development Challenge Camp. And Grant, welcome back to the show. It's been a little while since we've chatted with you. For those of you who are listening or watching, Grant is 13 years old. He runs in the Southern Pro-Am Truck Series in Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, in that general vicinity. Um, Grant... Talk a little bit about what it was like to go to that camp and give our audience a little bit of an overview of what the camp was. Well, it was very cool because when I made when I saw that I made the top fifty, 
I just thought it was really amazing that I made the top 50 and I could possibly get a chance to go to that camp. And then when I made the top 12, we were all like, we're going to California. So we went up there and I didn't realize this until about a week after they announced it, but over 350 drivers applied for this camp. They did. And yes. And when we got to the camp, the first day, they took six of the drivers out of the 12 to do on-the-track performance, radio, communication, and things like that. And then they took the other six of us to do marketing and branding development skills. They did some seminars about just trying to get your brand out there to sponsors and to racing teams. And I was a part of the seminar group the first day and then the second day I did the driving the chassis the tires all that kind of stuff about learning more about the race car and getting to drive a junior light model and I should point out for those in our audience that who are familiar with other camp type events that have been put on over the years in motorsports, driver development, whatever, contests, whatever, this particular camp did not cost the racers one single penny. The only thing they had to do was pay for travel to get themselves there, lodging and, you know, whatever food they ate, obviously outside of the event. But the event, the, the camp itself was completely free. They had sponsors for it. It was a um, combined effort of basically three groups, race face brand development, uh, Nate Clower motorsports and Madeira speedway. And they kind of combined their efforts and, and got several companies on board to be a part of this 350 drivers or more applied. They narrowed it down to a group of 50. Then they narrowed that group down to 12 plus three alternates and the top 12 plus the three alternates got to go to go to the camp and do uh, do the on track off track uh, components of it that uh, Grant just described. There was actually a driver there from the UK. How cool was that Grant that you got to meet somebody from outside of the US? Well, I mean, not only was she from the UK, but it was also a girl that was from the UK. And I thought that was very cool to meet somebody from out of the country that I've never met before because not only was it just very cool to meet them, but to hear their accent was pretty cool too. So <laughs> well, she probably thought your I mean, accent it, was pretty cool too. <laughs> oh yeah. She thought the, she thought to hear somebody from Alabama that's got more of a Southern accent sounded pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'm sure that was a, an interesting that's one of those conversations that I would love to be a fly on the wall for just to hear both your accents going back and forth. Um, but uh, <laughs> now, again, I will point out for our audience that there was other than obviously giving all of the racers an opportunity to become a lot wiser about the on and off track parts of the sport. There actually was a point to this. The winner, they were going to choose one driver from the 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 12 that uh, would then be awarded an all-expenses-paid opportunity to race a Nake Motorsports 5150 Junior Late Model on their championship night at Madeira 
on October the 5th, I think it is. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Grant. Um, I think it's the 5th, yeah. or the 5th or the 6th of October on Saturday, whatever that weekend is. Um, and so, of course, the reason that you're on tonight is because you were chosen as the winner out of all of those kids at 13 years old. You were chosen as the winner. And I got to tell you, it was very cool the way they did the reveal online on their, their cap website and had all of you guys um, filming yourselves as you were watching the reveal and they pulled the tarp away and then you got to see your name. And um, those of you who are in our audience, Grant Thompson racing, um, just go check it out because the reaction, quite frankly, was, I mean, I was in tears. It was your reaction was so genuine. Um, and, you know, you were crying. Your dad was crying. Your mom was, it was, it was really an unbelievable <laughs> moment to watch uh, the way that that was done. What was it like for you sitting there and you're listening to everybody talk on the video and it's kind of like, just get to the award already, right? I'm sure probably part of you at least. Um, and then you start seeing the tarp come off. What was that like for you sitting there watching and waiting? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but we were at a high school football game when they announced you were. the winner. That's right. Yep. And, <laughs> and we had to find a room to go sit in to watch it. And none of our phones could get a good reception on the video. So the school principal let us into her office to let us watch the video. And, I mean, it was a pretty long video. And we watched the whole thing. And it was very cool how they made this camp. And then whenever they were pulling the tarp back and I saw my name, I just I did not know what to do. It was just the most amazing experience and moment probably of my life because I just won a camp in California. It, it, it was just such an exciting and emotional moment, not just for me, but also for my whole entire family. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, you know, looking at the video, your jaw just dropped right to the floor. It was your <laughs> eyes turned into softballs. It was really uh, just so cool to, to see you anticipating that and, and and you didn't know right i mean you genuinely did not know that you had won until you you actually got to see the video and see the reveal and see your name uh you know over the 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 door of the truck um that must have been pretty incredible it was definitely really cool to see my name on that car and to know that i just won not only was it a junior late model camp but it was also the first annual junior late model camp so like i I was the first person to win that camp and i thought not only that was cool but just to win the camp because that's an amazing experience and opportunity because i mean it it changed my whole entire it changed my whole entire day of what i was going to do because i was just thinking about you know what's up next for this camp like how am i going to like what's going to happen in the future, and it it was just an amazing experience just watching that video and then seeing my name on the car. I was just so excited. I I just didn't know what to do—to cry, to jump, to do anything—and I did, did probably all of it at one time. <laughs> yeah, you did both. 
it was that was amazing <laughs> um it was it was i was just showing cody connor uh sitting next to me here still in the studio we uh late model racer from here super late model racer from here and and uh i was showing him the the video on my laptop in front of me and he got to see your reaction it, it's just it's absolutely priceless and um you know to to have that opportunity now you actually got to go out this past weekend and do basically um and i didn't know you were going to do this but you got to go out and run a race before the race so you got some test time and a race in what was it like to go out there this time and go back to madeira as a race car driver you got about a minute and a half well i mean it was it was very cool to go back up there because we didn't know that we were going to go up there before the championship race so i mean to go back up there just to run some more laps to get more seat time and mainly to run that race. I mean, I just got a little bit, a little bit of a perspective of what the race is going to be like and just like how the whole schedule is going to go through. I mean, it, it was very cool just to run some more laps with Nate Clower Motorsports and that race car. It, it was just, it was really cool and exciting for me to just go back up there and just to get some more laps. Well, I'm sure it was. So, so tell us, what was the race like? Well, it was a 40 lap race, and it was it's called a club race. It's just it's basically just like a practice race, right. and it was a pro late model race. And I was one of the two drivers that was a junior late model race or a junior late model driver. So, one we didn't know if we were going to be able to do this race. And then Kenny Shepard, the guy that really, you know, runs the races, he, he was nice enough to let us, you know, start in the back and make it up, up to 13th place just to see what it was like in the race. And I thought it was just very neat for me to do that before oh, the shootout. Absolutely. Up. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Hold on, Grant. We'll pick you up on the other side. Back with more lead lap in a moment. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car, instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the lap presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. And uh, we are talking with Grant Thompson and Grant um, joins us from Mobile, Alabama. Grant runs in the Southern Pro-Am Truck Series. We were discussing in the last segment how he was uh, the winner of the Junior Driver Development Challenge Camp at Madeira Speedway a few weeks ago. Went out this past weekend to run uh, kind of a practice race, I guess you could say. And I did not realize, Grant, until you just said it, but you were actually running against the pro late models in this as a junior, um, which means you were in junior late model trim. Yes, running against the uh, the pro guys. It was, it was definitely very cool to run with the pro guys. Just because I feel like they had a little bit more experience. Mm -hmm. And, like, just, I mean, I had to start in the back of the pack. But, I mean, it was just cool to just learn more about what the racetrack, like, how to get around the track with the line and stuff like that. And um, we ended up running pretty decent. We started 18th and finished 13th, so we gained a couple of spots. But uh, we were just planning just to get some more seat time and just to see what it was like to run in a race up there. Okay, so you've run the the, the pro am truck. How does that? <coughs> excuse me. How does that compare to running the uh, the late model? It's a lot different, especially running at Madeira since it's a flat, very short racetrack, and then running at. Like, you know, Mobile International Speedway, where we're getting to 100 to 105 miles an hour on the straightaways. And it was very cool because, like, I was learning more about the late model, how to drive it, how to work on the car. And I didn't notice this 
but they have what they call bump springs, and we don't have those in the pro truck. So I had to like learn how to run the bump springs more, and then to um like getting in the corners at Madeira, you have to get on the brakes really, really hard. And at Mobile in the truck, you don't use the brake as much. So it was. I just thought it was really cool to transfer from a truck to a late model to learn more about what the late model was about and how to drive it. And just because the late models are faster than the trucks, but in Madeira, you're not gaining that, that much speed. But just like the horsepower getting off the corners, that was just very cool to just, you know, just to feel the G-force. So it was, it was a big, big difference. I'm sure it was. And, and uh, you had a great mentor in Mike Nake. He is one of the smartest and nicest uh, folks on the West Coast and really knows his stuff. He's got a great team together for that program that they run. Oh, yes. He has a very, very cool team that he runs up there. Like, they were very, very nice to me. They treated me like I've been running with their team for years now. And I just showed up there, and it was very cool not just a run with Mike Nake, but he was spotting for me. So, I mean, he knew everywhere. He knew every single turn. He knew how to get around Madeira real fast. So it was very cool to work with Mike Nake because he has a lot of years of experience at that racetrack, and he's he's a championship team at that racetrack. So, it, I mean, I was working with one of the best of the best in that series. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that that was a real educational time for you, both at the camp and uh, the race uh, this past weekend. Okay, so you came back from there, and my understanding is you came back from California and went straight to the racetrack pretty much to run your truck. Talk a little bit about how your truck season has been going so far in the Southern Pro-Am Truck Series. Well, it's been running very, very good. We won the Mobile International Speedway Championship wow. about a week or two ago. Very good. So that was, it was very, very cool to win that. And then at Pensacola, we've been doing pretty good. We didn't end up, we didn't win the championship, but we ended up finishing third. So that's not bad. But um, yeah, like you said, we flew down from Madeira back to Pensacola on Saturday morning to run that race. And when we got there, we had about 30 minutes before practice. So, I mean, I, I like to thank the guys that helped us out, get it to the racetrack. They, they did an amazing job getting it to the track and unloading everything. So we ended up, we did really good in qualifying. And what was really cool about running this last race, some truck drivers that haven't been racing there all year ended up coming to the final night of champions night at, Pensacola so I mean I got so a lot more experience running with them guys and so um, we ended up we ended up qualifying fourth and the invert was a six so we ended up starting third wow and I <laughs> I fell back to fourth the first lap and a couple laps went by and the truck it, it got really really tight a couple laps in and I couldn't really turn the truck so I got past a couple positions and uh around like i think it was around like 20 or 25 i felt a vibration in the rear of the truck so we ended up having to pull it off the track and i think we figured out that 
the rear end locked up and the transmission locked up. So, oh, man. I mean, we, we didn't have we didn't have too good of a night, but I'm just glad that we finished out the season in third place for the points. That's pretty awesome, yeah. And you got the uh, the Mobile Championship, so. And you want to camp, not too shabby. You've had a pretty doggone good <laughs> 2019 season, huh, so far? Oh, yes. We've had a very, very good season. I mean, we were planning to win a little bit more races in the truck, but just, you know, just to get some more seat time and experience in the truck this year, you know, running all around the southeast just to get yep. more experience running with the Southern Pro-Am Truck Series and that. Five Flag Speedway and Mobile National Speedway, and to win that camp and to go back to California, we, we've just had such an incredible year. I bet for a 13-year-old, that's uh, it's pretty amazing, honestly. <laughs> and you are you are an amazing young man, and 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 very uh, very humble, very respectful. Okay, so I know that you can't do all this by yourself. So uh, Cody sitting next to me, he had a sponsor list. I hope you got one too. Who helps you make all of this happen, Grant? Well, I would definitely like to thank Gale Force Suspension for all their support, Universal Precast, and Bama Boring for everything they've done for us. Well, you've had quietly a very uh, nice young season. And for those who want to follow you on social media, where can they do that? Well, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Grant Thompson Racing, on Facebook at Grant Thompson Racing. And also on GrantThompsonRacing.com, we have merchandise, and you can learn a little bit more about me on that website. He's got merchandise, Cody. You got merchandise? (laughs) You got merchandise? We'll talk about your merchandise in a minute. I don't have merchandise yet, but it's Mm -hmm. coming. Okay, Grant, we appreciate appreciate the opportunity to chat with you again, and we'll do this again soon. And uh, good luck the rest of your season, especially good luck at Madeira in that race next month. We'll uh, talk to you just after that's over with again. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. That's Grant Thompson, and uh, I turn back to my right, uh, Cody Connor there, and uh, boy, for 13, he's pretty composed, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's off to a pretty good start. Starting young is the way to go, and uh, this camp, I feel, is really going to help him out. This is the experience that he needs to learn while he's young, yep. and since he is only 13 years old, he has quite a few years to get to where he needs to be. And he's got quite a few years to sell merchandise. Yeah, that's so right. So that's, that's really what's important. It's all about the merchandise. Okay, we got about uh, two and a half left. You got merchandise. Where do people buy your merchandise? All over the place. I definitely have um, at every racetrack we go to, there's a fan fest and uh, PRA tour, cars tour, even Pro All-Star Series. Uh, they do a fan fest where the fans that buy the grandstand tickets have the opportunity to come down into the uh, onto the racetrack to meet all the drivers. And I have hats, hero cards, and uh, everything out on display. Uh, hero cards, I sign you a hero card. Get my autograph. If you're in the military, I'd like yours. And um, uh, a big thing is our website. Uh, I got hats, shirts, a little bit of everything, um, wristbands. The website is? CodyConnorRacing.com or CodyConnor.com. You got both? Good boy. That's oh, the way yeah. to do it. Okay. Where else on social can they follow you? Uh, to start off with, my name is Cody Connor, K-O-D-I-E-C-O-N-N-E-R. Uh, find me on Facebook at Cody Connor Racing. My Twitter handle is Cody Connor, and Instagram is Cody Connor Racing. 
Yeah, and, and you do a great job with the social. A lot of positivity I see on Instagram, especially. You, you. you really do a great job on Insta. So, uh, yeah, if you've got any of those accounts, again, K-O-D-I-E-C-O-N-N-E-R, Cody oh, Connor. Um, just look him up. You'll find him. And uh, next time when you come in, uh, chocolate and maybe a T-shirt or something. Okay. But definitely <laughs> chocolate. It's all about the chocolate. you got a chocolate sponsor. Oh, yeah. And you're supposed to bring, like when you go somewhere, bring samples. So because if if the if the people like it, then they go buy it somewhere. Yeah, and I'm sure it's good. I mean, we're gonna if we're gonna enjoy it if it's, it's good. Here, we're gonna That's enjoy right. it. I can yeah. tell you that. So it, bring some merch it, next it, time you come in. We definitely have had a a good time with Cody tonight. And uh, what's your schedule? We got about a minute. What's the schedule for the rest of the year for you? Our our next race is going to be with the PRA Tour at Hickory Motor Speedway on October 12th. Uh, we had hoped to run New Smyrna in October. Uh, there's still a very, very slim possibility. If I'm able to do that, do that, then I will um, say something on over social media. So definitely stay tuned. Um, I, there is one more race left for the Cars Tour. That's at South Boston. That will be in November. I believe it's November 3rd. And there's PRE uh, for the rest of the season. Should be a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to seeing what you can do in the last few races. Thank you. Um, we'll definitely be at Hickory on the 12th for sure. Looking forward to that one. That's Cody Connor. And, uh, of course, this is Lee Lap, And we're going to step aside. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Mike Stefanik. Uh, just a, a tragic situation that happened over the weekend. Another modified legend lost. Mike Stefanik and more when we return on Lee Lap in a moment. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. 
You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lee Lap Radio. We are just about finished here. We got about 30 minutes left to go, so don't go anywhere just yet. Tom Baker with you on a Monday night as we do this live. Uh, of course, if you're hearing us on demand, we are, by the way, on most of the major podcast platforms, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple Music, Google Play, Almost anywhere podcasts are found, you'll find us. Uh, but if you're uh, if you're searching, search Race Chaser Radio, Race Chaser Radio. And again, we're on most of the platforms, SoundCloud, wherever you, you find podcasts, we're pretty much there, which is great uh, because we know a lot of you like to get our shows after the fact. You can't necessarily listen live. Okay, the reason I pointed out that we do this live on Monday nights on the Performance Motorsports Network and on WSIC TV 25.2 in Charlotte is because over the weekend we had a a, a, a tragic event. Once again, the NASCAR modified community and the Northeast uh, community, <coughs> pardon me, um, was uh, affected by this. Mike Stefanik, nine-time NASCAR modified champion, just a legend in the division. Mike uh, passed away as a result of a plane crash, small single-seat plane crash. He was 61 years old. And I'm going to read a little bit from the uh, NASCAR staff report, and then I'll talk a little bit about some of my memories of Mike uh, he was 61 years old, uh, the winningest driver in the history of the NASCAR wheel and modified tour. Stefanik's career stretched nearly 30 years. He won four that won the tour championship seven times. And in 1997 and 98, he completed the remarkable feat of winning both the wheel and modified tour and the Bush North, which is now NASCAR can pro series. East titles simultaneously. Um, he was, according to, this is a quote from NASCAR chairman and CEO, Jim France. Mike Stefanik was one of the most successful drivers in NASCAR history, but even more so he was a true representative of our sport. His tough competitive nature and excellence on the racetrack won him the respect and admiration of fans and competitors alike. His career stretched more than 30 years bridging the generations between Jerry Cook and Richie Evans to our current drivers. He recorded achievements in this sport that are likely untouchable, and his legacy as a champion 
will endure. We will keep his wife, Julie, and his family and friends in our prayers. That from NASCAR chairman and CEO Jim France. Here are just uh, a few stats about Mike. Nine overall NASCAR championships, which tied him with NASCAR Hall of Famer Richie Evans for most in NASCAR history. I always like to think that Mike was the successor to Richie Evans as the king of NASCAR Modified. Stefanik also won Rookie of the Year honors in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series in 1999 at 41 years old. He was 13th in points that year in his only full season in the series. He's a six-time nominee for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Had 12 wins and 65 top five finishes in 164 East Series starts, finishing second in the championship points in 2005 in his last season with the Stock Car Series. Now, let's let's cover some modified stats. Competed on a limited schedule in the Tour's inaugural season in 1985, finishing fifth in his debut at Connecticut Stafford Motor Speedway. He capped his story career with four starts in 2014, finishing with a 10th at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. He holds the record for most tour wins with 74, nearly 30 wins more than the second winningest driver. Stefanik set the record for most wins in the season, 13 in 1998, and holds the tour record with 48 poles. He also shares the record with Evans for most consecutive tour races at five. Mike Stefanik, legend. That's all you can say, legend. My uh, first um, real memory of Mike James was I grew up going to Oswego Speedway, which was a super modified track, but they ran the modifieds several times a year. Mike came up, and I want to say this was maybe 1986, 87, somewhere in there, uh, maybe 88. Um, He came up with uh, Lee Allard, who built a gorgeous modified that appeared to be basically an offset type modified. It was a beautiful car and looking back probably a bit ahead of its time. And, you know, he was fast. He ended up crashing that night and I never did see the car again. I don't know if uh, it was that badly damaged or if they ran it other places, but never brought it back to a swig. I don't remember seeing the car again, but that was the first time I saw Mike and you just knew this was a driver. I mean, he was fast. You just knew he was good. And I had heard about him and wanted a Swiggo finally in 1989 and just had so many good runs there. Mike was a driver who was very old school. He was very old fashioned. He was very hard nosed. He was the type of driver that would certainly let you know if he wanted by you, but you know, and everybody remembers him from the YouTube uh, clip of, you know, after the race, he got so upset and was, you know, and kind of went off on the ran and somebody caught it on camera and, you know, um, he swore and whatever it was. Um, and that's kind of one of those caricature moments that you have, where if you're Kyle Busch, you do that once a month. But Mike, in all seriousness, Mike was, was just a gentleman and he was an amazing racer i mike could drive anything you put him in they don't make racers like mike stefanik anymore yeah i'm from indianapolis i never had the chance to really see mike race but you know something really stands out to me that you said there is that he raced for 30 years and he's part of the older generation yeah um 
and something that just surprises me about that is he did it so long because he you did. can hear it nowadays yep. with these these young drivers coming in. They have all these resources at such a young age. So to hear these drivers who get to the Cup Series nowadays already have you know, 18, 19, 20 years of experience is like, oh, okay. But to hear someone from back in the, the older times have 30 years of racing, yeah. that speaks just wonders of how, how much he meant to the sport. Because when you stick around that long, it, you're there for a reason. Well, and coming from where he came from, if, if you know anything about New England at all, there are two major divisions up there, the modifieds and the they call them pro stocks up there. They're basically super late models like Cody Connor runs down here. Uh, in fact, Cody has gone up with his super late model pro stock and he has competed in the Oxford 250 up there, which is one of the, the biggest um, races for that kind of a car in the country. Um, when you come from where Mike came from, that area is still very much the way that it was 20, 30 years ago in terms of the tracks still draw very well. The fans are still absolutely bonkers about their, their racing and their drivers. And when tragedy strikes like this, it cuts straight through them like a knife. And so when I started seeing kind of posts pop up yesterday that talk about um, rumors and they appear to be true and there's no name mentioned or anything that was going on, you know, you immediately start thinking, uh-oh, who is it this time? And when I finally was told that Mike had been in the plane crash, it was just absolutely devastating. I just, it, my heart stopped. You know, he is a driver who I remember very fondly from his days in the modifieds when I was, you know, still growing up and first getting into media, never got a chance. At least I don't recall um, having a chance to talk with him at all. But Mike was a driver who just was never afraid to speak his mind. But at the same time, you know, he was very insightful in a lot of ways and he would tell it like it was, you know, he didn't, he didn't mince words. He was just an old school racer, much like Richie Evans, you know, or Teddy Christopher, who um, was, I think, the driver that that we last spoke about in in this kind of a tragic way. Um, you know, drivers like that don't come along anymore. They're just the the. It's a different. It's a different situation now. Yeah, and I got. I just want to chime in real quick. And Go ahead. I don't know how if a whole lot of people really understand how big modified racing is up north, but I have a an older gentleman who works with me. And I know how much it means because when Teddy Christopher went down, yeah. the first thing he wanted to do when that car got back is he wanted to get that yeah. uh, that sticker. And yeah. it's on his toolbox to this That's day. That's awesome. And I can almost bet that the same thing's going to happen if they put a sticker on the car again. And he was sharing memories just like you were there, how the tracks used to be packed. Because yeah. he's from Connecticut. That's yep. where he's originally from. Yep. So he knows about all these guys. He's from that area. And I know how much that means to him. And racing up there in these modifieds, is just that's life to those guys. It is. Yep, it is. And you know, I'm from Oswego in New York, but I've been to a number of those New England tracks over the years. And much like when I first came to this part of the, the country and started going to Hickory and Greenville and uh places like that, South Boston, the the hallowed tracks that these are, um in New England 
you go to Monadnock, you go to Stafford, you go to Seekonk, you go to Thompson, you go to Riverside Park, which is no longer there. But, um, you know, you go to these tracks and again, Oxford, it, their hallowed ground legends were made there. And it very much still is, you know, New England racing. There's more divisions of modifieds. There's more touring series for modifieds, but the, the action, the, the, the way that the fans relate to the drivers and, and revere the drivers is still the same. We are going to miss Mike Stefanik terribly. Uh, he may be gone, but he will never be forgotten. Mike Stefanik basically personified old school, tough as nails, motorsports competition, and the racing world is better for it. Mike Stefanik dead at 61 years old, gone, but his legend lives. Back with more in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? 
Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Legal App Radio here on Race Chaser Radio as we continue and finish up a Monday Night of Motorsports conversation. And we get to, uh, we've had so much fun with our guests and we wanted to spend a segment uh, remembering Mike Stefanik. We uh, haven't had really a, a, a chance to talk NASCAR or any kind of racing action really, except for uh, what we talked about with um, with our first guest, Cody Connor. Uh, over the weekend when I had a chance to go see the uh, the racing at Orange County, the PRA night at the races with all their divisions. Some great racing. Really definitely uh, had a good time there and, and enjoyed it very much. Uh, we'll talk more uh, next week about some of that and what's going on locally as the big fall race lineup kicks into gear at the local tracks around the Carolinas. But um want to talk about uh, what went on over the weekend. Of course, the... Um, the action was pretty hot and heavy, honestly, at Vegas in the in the truck series, especially. I felt like it really was um, just unbelievable. Austin Hill ends up winning, but oh my goodness, James! If you were a Thor Sport racing driver, I don't know that I can recall a a sequence of events quite like this in the sense that. Grant Emfinger was the first out with a rear seal issue, blown rear seal. And then uh, not very much later into the race, not only did Matt Crafton and Johnny Sauter both experience problems similar to Enfinger's, they did it at the exact same time running one in front of the other. Yeah, that there makes me kind of think they were trying something for sure because if you, all of them that all the motors that expired there, they were all all through the same company, all on the same team. So I think I don't know for sure, but that just comes off to me as something that was being tried uh, that nobody else was trying. I don't know. It was very strange. I mean, I know that uh, nobody was happy. That's for sure. No. Uh, you know, Johnny tried to go out and get some more laps, but uh, you know, didn't didn't work. Um, you know, Austin getting the win isn't a huge surprise, but I think. Honestly, what it shows you is this playoff is going to be brutal because we got through round one now and you've got Austin, you've got Chastain, you've got Moffitt. And when when you look, well, let's first just quickly look at uh, some of the results from the other day. Austin Hill got the win, but certainly wasn't easy. Chastain ran him tight. Christian Eckes did a great job to finish third in the 51 truck. Sheldon Creed and Todd Gilliland Rounding out the top five, and look, there's Brennan Poole. Um, they have had a very, very nice season with that 30 truck. That team has done well. Moffat seventh, Rhodes eighth, Burton ninth, Lupton tenth, and then there's Tyler Ankrum in eleventh. Tyler was a driver we talked a lot about last week, who we figured. Um, I said he would make it to round two, and I figured Vegas would be one of his better tracks, and it ended up that. Uh, he had a truck that I think could have finished top three, but they had electrical issues again, and he finishes 11th, but because of the problems that, that the Thor Sport trucks had, and because Stuart Friesen also had issues, Tyler was able to 
will that truck basically to the end. And he said at the end, he was the pedal was to the metal. Yeah. He couldn't get any more out of it. And, you know, he, he, he ends up uh, just barely squeaking into round two. So here's who you got. Brett Moffitt, Austin Hill, Ross Chastain, Stuart Friesen still managed to make it into the second round. Crafton and Ankrum in your top six going into round two. It doesn't get any easier because this field, I feel like any of these six trucks, James, are capable of winning on any given day, including Ankrum. And you, you, it's, boy, you just can't afford a bad race. No, you can't. You saw right here what one bad race will do for you. I mean, Sauter, a, yep. ch- a past champion, your regular season champion with Grant Effinger, and another past champion with Crafton. All of them having troubles in one race took them out of the playoffs. So yeah. all these guys have to go into the next round knowing that the competition ages got stiffer because all these guys always run up front yep. and one race can hurt them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tight. Boy, I'll tell you what. I I just can't wait to see where it goes from here for the truckers because it is just going to be so much fun to watch the rest of the season. Meanwhile, in the Xfinity series, the playoff field was set and Tyler Reddick was able to stretch his way to a win on fuel mileage and holy cats nobody would have envisioned that this looked like by all means it was going to be a chris bell domination benefit race whatever but reddick wins it and wins the regular season title how big is that for the deuce and the team uh going into the playoffs i think it's big you're carrying all that momentum for sure you ran good in indianapolis and you happen to get tangled up there uh, so you can kind of just mark that one off. But you come back in, you regroup when you go to a mile and a half, which is what a lot of the racetracks are that you see in the playoffs, and you go out there and you win the first race yep. in the playoffs, say, hey, we're here, we're real. Um, and I think that just puts momentum back on their side. I think you know that the 20 will come back, Christopher Bell, after the fuel mileage race, they showed that they were there and competitive as well. Yep. So they both showed their hand that you know Reddick and Bell are going to be the top two contenders as of now for that title. Well, Brandon Jones finally had a, a a good run to finish third. He had that was a, a much needed shot of confidence for him, I think, and that whole team after some just horrible luck this year. Cole Custer fourth, Justin Allgaier fifth, Noah Gregson sixth. Gray Golding, congratulations, man. You did it again. Seventh place in That's that awesome. uh, green light car. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, they are just SS Greenlight is right on top of it this year. And uh Bobby Daughter's a fantastic guy. Um, he is. I mean, He's yep. just a racer through and through. He's He's been around racing his whole life. And Gray's done a great job. John Hunter Nemechek, eighth. Riley Herbst, ninth, driving uh, the 18 truck. And uh, Elliot Sadler in his final truck series race or final race period, according to him. He is now officially retired, gets a top 10. And so we go into the uh the playoffs in this. And you, you say, okay, well, it's been about the big three. Well, yeah, but now you get into the playoffs and you've got a couple of guys. I certainly believe that uh, it is a foregone conclusion that uh, Austin Sindrick can win a race at any given moment in any given situation. You've got Justin Allgaier, who certainly has looked better. You've got Noah Gregson, who's basically 
it's been said that it looks like he's going to be back next year at junior, but he still wants to prove a point before the year is over. Um, you know, I think Justin Haley's always in, in the running here. So you got Bell, Custer, Reddick, Big Three, Sindrick. Then you got Chase Briscoe, Allgaier, Michael Lynette, Noah Gregson, Brandon Jones, Justin Haley, Ryan Sieg. What a big year for Ryan Sieg to be in the playoffs. Doesn't matter that he, he's 11th out of 12th. Who cares? He's in. Yeah, just to make the playoffs as a small team. It just speaks wonders. Look what it did for Jeremy Clements when he yep. made it that year. And Ryan Sieg's been out there running competitive all year, and he makes the playoffs, and that there just helps that team out so much just making the playoffs. For sure, and uh, they're round to 12 starts at Richmond this coming weekend and then continues to the Roval and Dover so, uh, before they— um, So I want to wind back just real quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know. I, I have no idea, but— Elliot Sadler said that was his last race. Is that last his race. last race in a NASCAR touring event? Do you see him get into a car at South Boston sometime? Because that's where he's from and running? Well, or what do you think? I don't, who knows I don't what know. the future brings. I mean, it's kind of hard to, to really say uh, what he might or might not do in terms of short track. He's talked about maybe teaming up with Junior at some point and going and playing in a late model. And, you know, if they both want it to happen, then it certainly could. But um, I think Elliot just finally kind of put the the period on his big time racing career. He's really committed to, you know, being involved with his kids and their sports and coaching and doing those things and being a dad and, uh, you know, and God bless him. He's had a great career. He's, he's a great guy. He's great. He's been great for the sport. Great sense of humor. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to miss Elliot, uh, miss his presence at the racetracks, but I'm sure he'll still be on social media making us laugh. So, um, you know, that's the main thing. Cup series, uh, Martin Truex getting the win and boy, I, I mean, so much for what we know. We sat here Thursday on motorsports madness and talked about who we thought, you know, was going to, uh, be in the final four or whatever. Well, you know, I said, I, I don't feel it. I don't feel it for, for Truex and Cole Pern this year. Um, I'm still not sure I feel the final four, but, you know, again, it just goes to show that, you know, even those of us who spend our time inside trying to, to know what we know, don't know a doggone thing sometimes. Truex came out and it really had a great race. Harvick, uh, certainly I thought the car to beat, but Martin came on at the end. Um, so it was Truex, Harvick, Kozlowski, Elliott, Blaney, Bowman, Byron, seventh. Larson 8th, Logano, and Newman, again, finishing in 10th. Newman is there when he needs to be to keep himself kind of moving forward here. Yeah, the big thing for me coming out of this weekend was the Cole Hearn and Truex winning that race because nobody had any notes going into Vegas yeah. because it's the first time they've raced yeah, like at right. night like this. Yep. So nobody had any notes. And for him to be able to tell him what he needed and make that change to make that car as fast as he did for that final run, Cole Hearn, that should scare the rest of the competition. That it those should. two can just say, "Hey, I need this." A light can switch, and bang, they're running Absolutely. up front. Absolutely. And as for the drivers that's kind of in trouble here, Kurt Busch an early crash, not good. Uh, Ryan Newman also below the cut line right now. Uh, just a few points though for both of them really can be overcome fairly easily. Um, you know, Boyer Jones need bigger help here. I think at this point uh, in the standings, and I, you know, we need to at least. Um, have a little bit of conversation about Kyle Busch's post-show comments. Um, and I wish we had been able to get to this earlier. I apologize. We'll try to do this on Thursday and open up the phone lines in case anybody wants to call and chat with us about it. Um, my deal on this very quickly 
is, you know what? Uh, I disagree completely with Kyle's attitude, but you know, it's interesting. And I, you know, I don't look, I don't blame Garrett Smithley in any way or Joey Gase or whoever. I think this is a really flimsy argument that, to say that, well, they haven't even won a late model race. And yet, I can also see where, you know, this is the Cup Series. You're supposed to be the best of the best. You know, there's all, there's, you kind of wonder sometimes if we, but yet I look back in the old olden days and you see guys like Marty Robbins, who was a country and Western singer, that just wanted to go racing. I don't think Marty had much of a short track background and nobody suggested he shouldn't be a cup. Yeah, that's that's a weird deal there with Kyle. You know, I just, you know, I see where he's coming from. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, your frustration when you get out of that car. Um, And I think that that was a lot of frustration. He was upset, didn't have the run he wanted and all that. Yeah. Uh, But obviously, it's Kyle Busch. He'll come back, battle, and he'll win some races and he'll continue to move on to the playoffs. Well, I agree. And I, I, you know, it's just, again, I don't think that Garrett Smithley, Kyle Busch, in my mind, from seeing the video, had plenty of time to make a choice. You got spotters up there. You know what's going on. I mean, you know, it, it's accidents happen. Situations happen. Uh, I wasn't impressed with the comments, to be honest. I know Garrett very well. I know Joey pretty well. Um, both of them are quite capable of handling themselves very well. There was a groove above and a groove below. Plenty, probably two grooves below, actually, for, for them to run. Uh, and, you know, Kyle drove straight into the 52 car of Smithley. And so I got no problem with Garrett Smithley or anyone else. They're, they're in cup. They're doing their best. And the rules are the rules. If you want to change the rules and change the qualifications, then do it. That's my two cents on that. Until then, um, you know, it is what it is. And Kyle needs to just take a deep breath and remember that he once, too, was a rookie. And I believe he's crashed some cars in his time as well. So with that, we close League Lap Radio thanks to my computer career, strutmasters.com, and, of course, HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport Motorsports, uh, leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web, hmsmotorsport.com. Good night, folks. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, Follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.